Hello, welcome to another episode of Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO. I have dual titles of Project Purple. Mm-hmm. And today we're sitting down here in the podcast studio, which is a little bit a little bit different because usually we got people on the phone, but I've got two special guests with us, Dawn and Brian Biggs, B-I-G-G-S. Mm-hmm. Yes. But pronounced Biggs. So yes. that second G is silent. Well, it's not g there's, there's no g-g. Just g-g. one g. G. One g. Unga. No way. Dawn and Brian <laughs> Biggs with Random Tuesday and the Potterhead Running Club mm-hmm. here in our studios. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. This is kind yeah. of like a reunion of some sorts. A little bit. It is. Yeah. Because you guys were at the old office, the old, mm-hmm. old office. Yes. In Beacon Falls. In Beacon Falls. And now we're here in the mothership here in Seymour. So this is like hour two of our Potterhead, Project Purple, Kumbaya. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Some people will listen to some of this and already have seen the video that we just recorded with the hall, correct? It was in the hall? Or well, no, that's on our, main, it'll be on our main page. It'll be in the Potterhead Running Club Great Hall, which is our closed group. Uh, it'll probably be on our Fanthropy YouTube channel. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, And for those that don't know what the word phanthropy is, uh, phanthropy is our word, my word. Uh, It is the the intersection of fandom and philanthropy. Uh, It is geeks changing the world uh, for the better. I love that. And so we we underwent a a big rebranding on the 1st of January where all of our – we have four running clubs now, uh, Potterhead Running Club, uh, which was formerly known as Hogwarts Running Club. We had a rename there. Uh, but then we have Whovian Running Club for Doctor Who fans, Chilton Running Club for Gilmore Girls fans, and then our new Fandom Running Club for everything else. Yep. But those fall all fall under one big umbrella, which is our Fanthropy Running Programs. And or, this is all under Random, Random Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for our listeners at home, we've worked with you guys in the past, back in 2016. Mm-hmm. We did the Half-Blood Prince. Um, and that was your most successful event to that point ever. Yeah. Ever. Oh, still, oh. still now. So yeah. It is still the record holder for the most re- straight up num- pound for pound number of registrations. Um, the It is um, 7,218, if my memory, I have, to, I have to go look that up. So we had seven thousand two hundred eighteen runners. No, it was participants. No, not not. No, it's six. No, it was sixty-seven, not seventy-six. Sixty-seven hundred and change. Sixty-seven eighty-one. That's where it is. Sixty-seven eighty-one. That's the that's the record. If I'm I'm, I'm I'd have to go look that up. Just Dang it. broke my brain. We're gonna hold you to that so you can get that because you know as I said <laughs> before in the first hour, like I'm super competitive and the goal will be with right. the new I event will, is to beat that. Whatever it is, I will I will I will make sure that we get that number to you guys uh, if I have to correct that. Um, but it's definitely over six thousand. It's 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 a, it's close, closing in on seven thousand. Um, that would. That's so holds the record. Holds the record, still does. Potterhead running. Does that hold the record for Random Tuesday as well? Hold the record yeah. for Random Tuesday across all programs, all events. The the Half-Blood Prince Half Marathon in 2016, our third event of 2016, was... The record. Is still, is still the record. It's very close. Number two was the second event that year, which was our Umbridge run, mm-hmm. uh, supporting a charity called... Uh, My Stuff Bags. My Stuff Bags Foundation. They do foster, bags of stuff for foster kids. Kids. And that one was 18 or 19 registrations under this one. 
Wow. Like, so we squeak you by. You squeak by, but it's still right. And then our first event from last year, from 2018, the Nargle 9K, got within 100. Wow. Within 100, 150. Mm-hmm. So is this listed somewhere online? We have never really listed it out like that, but... Mm-mm. Maybe we should. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. All-time like, record live. Get our charity partners to start a little competition. Yeah. A little competition? Yeah. That's not a bad Competitiveness idea. is great, especially is. In, in philanthropy. So for our listeners at home, you guys are the founders of Random Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we are working again here now again with the Stage 5 Clinger 5K. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we want to give our audience at home an opportunity to hear from you guys. Because you guys have been great to us. We've, Like I said, you guys are part of the family here. I've known you guys since like 16. So it's yeah. been quite some time. We were at the ball a couple mm-hmm. years back. And so um, it's been great to have you guys as part of our community. And, and really, I, I want to share your story because you guys do some amazing things. And I know both of you are very humble. Um, you've worked with a lot of organizations. And I know from the previous hour, and I know the backstory, you know, the first one really didn't work that well. And that was kind of a lesson for you guys. Um, but you've worked with so many great organizations and have so much great impact. And so with that, why don't we start from the very beginning? Like, I I know we talked a little bit briefly on that first hour, but where did this all start? Well, it all started with an email from one of Dawn's cousins to her. Mm -hmm. It started with an email way back in 2013, in uh, May 2013. Um, I don't know. No, I, no, I remember the I remember the exact place and He's time your better half. because I yeah. was I was uh, we were temporarily uh, geographically separated. I was living in D.C. for a few months. She was still back in Omaha. I just mm-hmm. gotten back from my oh, deployment yeah. to Kyrgyzstan. I'm sitting uh, outside enjoying the the late uh, late spring, early summer D.C. weather uh, on the phone with my wife, just having our nightly phone call. She says, "Hey, I got an email." Uh, from Astrid or from Nicole saying, hey, do you want to do this half marathon? All the cousins are going to do it along mm-hmm. with uh, her Aunt Marge. All all the, the gals are going to do it. Just, just, just the ladies, no dudes, no families, just us. We're going to go down to Florida, down to St. Pete's, do this half marathon um, the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. And I was like, you have fun with that. I am not interested whatsoever. <laughs> no, he wasn't interested The at all. farthest distance I had ever run uh, was 1.5 <laughs> miles for the United States Air Force, which, I was required, which I'm still required to do every six months. Uh, but that's as far as I run. You asked me to go 1.6, and I ain't doing it. Um, so you have fun with that. So she goes, but then one husband or family decides that they're going to go down with their spouse to Florida. Next thing you know, it's become a whole family reunion thing. Next, you know, so now it's six families. We're all down in Florida for these uh, women to complete this half marathon. They were speed walking it. Yeah, we walked. We 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 quickly walked um, swiftly. So my cousins, they're like my siblings. Um, and but when we were in high school, they were all runners, cross country and track, and I was a cheerleader. I hated running. Um, I still want to be a fan of running, but I'll do it on occasion. Um, but I'm actually more of a walker. And so the re- the only way they got me roped into this was that um, it was going to be walking. Uh, but I was still, I was trying to run while I was training for it. Um, and, but so that's where we diverged is they were all runners and they were all fit and enthusiastic. And the funny thing is, is because, so we ended up walking this half marathon because they were all runners, they found it harder to walk the 13.1 um, than it's to run. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so that was weird. But then, so after that, so we get down there, we do it, we, we finish it out, and there's my husband at the finish line, jealous as all get out because I got a big shiny medal and everyone was cheering and it was awesome. It was electric. The finish, yep. I'd never been at the finish area of a running event. It's pretty cool. It was, it was part of, it was a, a culture that I'd never experienced. And it was like going to another country. I mean, it was, they have yeah, rules crazy. that I didn't know about. Like yeah. when I sent our young child out onto the course <laughs> to go run the last bit with her mother, yeah. I got yelled at a lot. Yeah, yeah you can't do that. That's can't, a security issue. That's yeah. a security issue. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, had no idea. No idea. The, the first concept of runner tracking. I'd never, I was like, Dawn should be here. And I'm trying to estimate when they're going to arrive. Because they There's start an app for that. There's mm-hmm. an app for that. And I'm, no, but I'm, I'm trying to track. Well, so the last time they were at the 10K mark, how far is a 10K? I don't know what's a 10K. What, I, like, I had no idea. Is that close? I don't know. Um, again, I'd never run 1, 1.51 miles in my life. Mm-hmm. And But we get to the, they get to the finish line. They cross. It was very exciting. And she got a big... Thing of bling, mm-hmm. kind of jealous, kind, yeah. kind, kind of jelly. Oh, so jealous! In fact, that the very next day, um, some of us were scheduled to do a turkey trot because um, oh, it was th- right so around was, Thanksgiving. So it was four days um, later. So a couple days later, never runs ever. Signs up for a ten k, runs it in jeans, um, and cross trainer shoes, not. Yeah. Yeah. Any chafing going on with the jeans? That's not so not so bad. No. Um, did it in fifty five minutes. Yeah. Clearly, it wasn't bad because I I would think if you chafed wearing jeans, you'd probably remember that. Yeah. Probably no, I had I had I had bike shorts. I had some like other shorts, shorts on underneath. Okay. Um, we we did. It was so it was Thanksgiving morning. It was a turkey trot, and it was the coldest day in Florida history. Um, and it was just frigidly was cold. So cold, and we had no, and we didn't. We we came to Florida. We didn't Thinking, bring yeah. real cold weather gear, and so, you know, so I'm wearing several layers. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and several t-shirts, and I'm wearing you know shorts and wearing jeans. I'm wearing cross trainer tennis shoes, not running shoes by any stretch of imagination. But I just had a good time on my 1.5 mile run, so off I go, and I tear off from the from the start line. <laughs> I, I I mean I'm at my 1.5 mile pace. Yeah. For the first, you know, mile, and then I like uh, this. This is going to go on for five more <laughs> miles. I probably should slow down, and so I slowed down a little bit. And I remember very distinctly <laughs> turning, distinctly turning a corner and seeing the four mile marker and going, "What? <laughs> I still have two more to go." Okay, and so finished, and there was no medal, just a T-shirt. Mm. I don't want, well, you can't see, for those listening, you can't see my frowny face. I had a frowny face. There was no metal. I didn't get a big bling. I, and so, uh, but I, but the, the bug, the bug had bitten. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we get home and I got into a half marathon training plan. And uh, six weeks later, I was back down in St. Pete's, Florida right. uh, for a half, my very first half marathon. It was uh, beginning of January, 2014. Uh, my bib number was 2014, which I thought was great oh, serendipity. My very first bib yeah. is the year that I ran my first half. So that's cool. Never forget. Like, did you guys do this on purpose? <laughs> um, the first race expo I ever went to was literally, uh, it was a, you can't, folks, you can't, listeners can't see it. A room this size. It, it, not Small, a, not yeah. a very big room. It had like three tables, four tables, and, you know, and then the table for check in. Like, 
Not a real, not a real high no profile. Frills. No frills. This was a this was mainly an event for locals, but yeah. it was in St. Pete's. I knew it was flat, and uh, that was actually my PR for a long time. Uh, that was my PR for like eight months. Was that very first event? Um, but no, did that first one. I was like, and I'm signing up for medal. Oh, and I got a medal. Yes. Well, that was the first. That was the first. Like when I selected that event, like the you know, and is there a finisher medal? There is a finisher medal. Okay. Signed up for other events, and we ended up doing six, seven half marathons that mm-hmm. first year. Um, but it was yeah. about the time I'd done the second or third one. I was like, you know what? I see all these other runners out there that are wearing charity shirts and they're running for charity. I want to start running for charity too because I was I was raised in a philanthropist household. Um, my dad, my dad was heavily involved in lions clubs. Uh, and that was, you know, helping others, raising money for others. That was how I was raised. So I was like, I want to start doing this. And, you know, the Dana Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, the Jimmy fund, uh, is near and dear to my heart. I worked with them when I was in college, I worked for the Red Sox. And if you work with the Red, if you work for the Red Sox, you end up working with the Jimmy fund. That's like, that's hand in hand. And so I did the normal sponsorship model where, you know, send emails and phone calls and letters to friends and family and say, hey, I'm doing this half marathon. Will you, you know, will you sponsor me? And no. I, I very quickly realized that all of my no. friends and family are cheap. All of them. You're all cheap. <laughs> um, and they stopped returning my phone calls, stopped returning my emails. Don and I were both doing it. Yeah. And she raised $125. Mm-hmm. I raised like $70. Yep. And I was like, there has got to be a better way. I don't even think you raised that much. No, I, I got I got all of that, and $50 of it was from an ex-girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was funny. Whatever. Hey, it's 50 bucks. Okay. <laughs> 50 bucks for cancer research. Um, but, yeah, that awkward. Uh, anyway, so I was like, i got to find another way. It was around that time a friend of mine from college actually introduced me to the concert. She's like, Brian, I'm loving the fact, I'm seeing all your pictures, loving the fact you're getting to run. And here's a group that I run with that does virtual runs. Their medals are pretty dang cool. And it was actually a Star Wars-themed virtual, which then went away and came back and then was closed. Because um, don't do anything with Star Wars because Disney will <laughs> come, come after Come and yeah. eat your lunch. Yeah. Um, but they're this, probably listening right now. Well, well, they probably are. Well, so I, I actually, so the, so the thing is, I don't even have a medal from that group because I found them at the, the end of their season, mm. and so I signed up for the first event of the next season, and that's when they went defunct and they actually refunded my money back. Like they didn't get enough people to sign up, which I found was very funny. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, they're doing a Star Wars one, so it's a themed thing for virtual running. I bet, you know, but it's all for profit. That was all yeah. for profit. I'm like, you know what? I bet I can turn that into a, a way to raise money for Dana Farber. And I, I think I can, you know, take that, take their model, come up with my own thing, you know, twist it around a little bit and make it a, a nonprofit, not thinking 501c3, not yeah. thinking about what would come next. But I think we can do enough to raise 500 bucks. So I figured out how much the medals would cost. I did the calls around. And in February uh, of 2014, I'm sorry, it was, that was, I was doing all planning. And then March 6th, 2014, we actually launched uh, Hogwarts Running Club. It was a post on just a random Tuesday that with no with no fanfare, no no fuss, no hope of success, mm-hmm. launched this thing and thirty-two people signed up for the Sorcerer's Stone 5K, our very first event. Um, thirty-two people signed up and I was thrilled and that was I because I had to get to twenty-three. Twenty-three and we started <laughs> making money. Um, twenty-three covered costs. And 
So we got to 32. And then the second event, we got to 33. That's a 5% increase. Awesome. The Chamber of Secrets 10K, you know. Um, it was very original with the titles so why, back then. So uh, I want to stop here for a second. So why Harry Potter? Though? Well, I'd looked at, I'd seen the Star Wars thing and I was like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, what am I passionate about? Well, my big fandom, uh, I have four fandoms. Uh, and it's Star Wars, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, um, and Lord of the Rings. Those are my four favorite fandoms. I, I love many others, but those are my the four elements of, of my creation. Um, and so they were already doing a Star Wars thing, and that's fine. But Harry Potter was the, the next one up. And, uh, and back, I, if you go back to fourteen, Potter was still was the last movie out. Yeah, everything, was, everything, everything, everything had come out. Um, the books were all out. The Fantastic Beasts didn't come until twenty sixteen. Correct. Mm-hmm. So all the movies are out and all that. And I'm, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big Potterhead. Um, not really involved in the fandom, just mm-hmm. my own personal love of the books yeah. and movies. And so I was like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of geeky fun there and a way to theme this in order to raise money for charity. Uh, and so we get to the end of our first year. All of the events were supporting Dana-Farber, and I was communicating with them directly. Their logo was on all of the ribbons, on the neck ribbons. Um, and it was just a side hobby because at the time I was a, I was a major when we first started, I was I was so assigned. You're still in the air, so you, I was in the Air Force, yeah. active duty. Home, your active duty, your job, your primary job was is going to the Pentagon, going in, you know, working at the Pentagon um, as a staff officer on the air staff. Um, so this was a side venture. This, this total side. Totally, this was just a side. I thought it was nuts. Weekends and nights and whenever you could yeah. carve out a couple hours just and, to kind of think about. Doing something other than your day job, right? Yeah. So, so it started. It was birthed when we were living in D.C., uh, living in Bowling Air Force Base, and that summer we moved to Georgia. Uh, I got I, uh, so I was lieutenant colonel. Was lieutenant colonel moved moved to Georgia uh, because I had uh, been selected to be a squadron commander, and so I had a command, um, eight hundred people, uh, down in down in Georgia, eight hundred military, eight hundred, and then eight hundred civilian, down in Georgia, and we were running. Hogwarts Running Club out of our house yeah. on Rosewater Drive, and it, what, where it blew up was 2015. That summer, we ended up getting some significant press, mm-hmm. and we went from 32 people signing up to our first event to our last event in 2014. We had 300 people sign up, but 2015, 400 people, 700 people, and then all of a sudden, 1,500, 4,000, yeah. 5,000. We had exponential growth. And that's when I came in. And that's where Dawn came yeah. in. I mean, I had I had been there like, kind of like helping with some of the the design aspects of it. Because you're but, creative. I mean, mm-hmm. your background is creative. And, yes. Um, but yeah. I was actually, look, I was uh, finishing, finishing up my bachelor's degree in psychology. And I was, when our MuggleNet moment happened, um, I was out at a conference in San Francisco looking at grad schools. Like I was planning on going into a PhD program. And then all of a sudden, my husband called. He's like, this happened. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? And so I just I jumped in head first and um, then kind of took over. Um, my moniker um, is Boss Witch. Um, and it, I don't even know how that name happened. Um, probably because I would jump in and I take over everything. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, then I started, you know, with the little bit of groups that we had and then that grew 
Um, and then I started taking over designing the medals. Uh, we didn't even have t-shirts back then. Um, and it's all just kind of And we didn't have a grown. community. We now have a no, community. Now you have a huge community. Yeah. We have a huge community. We have, we have over 100 closed groups on Facebook. We've met members in 60, over 60 countries around the world. Uh, they've logged over 11 million miles for their own physical fitness. We've donated $2.4 million um, to now more than 50 charity partners. And it all started because I wanted to raise 500 bucks mm-hmm. for cancer research. So do you think, like, I'm going to go back to that. Do you think, like, if you never had that bad experience that any of this would have evolved? No. No, if I if I had success with the sponsorship model, that would have just... You know, made because I would have I would have been introduced to virtual the concept of virtual running anyway, but I don't think I would have made that leap of because I was looking for an off ramp from that sponsorship model, yeah. and it worked. That sponsorship model works for a lot of charities, and I you guys yeah. do yeah we you do guys a do lot it of money <laughs> and you guys you yeah. guys do very well. It was it didn't work for me individually as a runner because my I was not as comfortable going out and soliciting the donations. And, you know, I was not as gung-ho about it as others are very good at it. I, It's not in my personality. Well, I, I think, though, you bring up a very valid point, both of you guys. Um, you look at what's the biggest objection, like people asking for money, right? And sometimes there's objections about time. I don't have time. I don't like asking people for money. But <clears throat> there's some psychological stuff mm-hmm. here that comes in the factor, like, if people are getting something tangible, I always say, like, if you're able, and this goes back to what we have done, which we talked about in the, the first hour, like having that tangible asset where people know the money's being used, which is not really rocket science, but that's a science of, I think, philanthropy is like mm-hmm. you take money in, you use the money to good. Like, it's not rocket science, but there's a science to doing it, I guess, um, not to overcomplicate things. But I think if you actually give something in return that people can touch and know, mm-hmm. like, hey, they touch this, this metal. I'm holding the metal because we're not not video anymore. For those, we're of this, on a podcast. But this I'm is, holding. This is what metal. a metal sounds yeah, like. This is what the metal sounds like. Don't break that. It sounds uh, so pretty. And it looks really pretty. But to to get a medal, but then to have that narrative back to that story of like, hey, we've worked with these guys, or this is going towards X project, which I know you and I have talked about. Brian and I have talked about it at length about in the past is very meaningful to people so regardless of when they do it you know and so that's where like i think it's just so fascinating to me and you and i have had lunch years ago about the whole virtual concept because i wanted to do our own virtual run and i just didn't think at the time that we were ready um and you know it's always been on the back burner but what well and we make it look easy but it's not um you know when we you know we finally we present the medal and you know look at this you know glorious thing and here's our charity partner it's um you know the the metaphor or the analogy of you know the duck on the water you know people see the duck and we're like yeah we're awesome we're good underneath we're like um and it all comes together but it's not as easy as it looks. And we've had several, we've had several charity well, partners say, that have yeah. after mm-hmm. you know we've supported them with a, a virtual run. They're like, this concept is awesome, and they run off. Like you sat down, and we had a, we had a nice yeah. lunch, we had a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have my notes actually, yeah. from that. And uh, what's cooking? Great food there on the shoreline. Yeah. Uh, give them a sh- free shout out. They're not a sponsor, but they're not a sponsor, <laughs> but you know whatever. But no, eating. But having that lunch that was actually really good. We've had others that went off and just. 
like we, we, we saw what what Random Tuesday did. We saw what Hogwarts Running Club did. We're going to go do our own. And then they call us afterwards and go, okay, so we made $37 and that was so hard. <laughs> and I was like, yes. well, yeah, it, it, is, it is not easy. Um, but we have, we're actually now the largest virtual running group in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're the only one that's a 501c3 nonprofit. Well, and the cool thing about what we do and how we do it, um, we are a different kind of nonprofit in that we are not. We don't actively, you know, seek donors. It's you register for an event. It's twenty five dollars. You get a medal, so you get your cookie at the end. You get a tangible, physical thing, and then the proceeds go to charity. Um, and then you you get to track how what your money went to and how. Um, you know, how it impacted someone else's life. And so the, you know, $2.4 million that we've raised has all pretty much been $25 at a time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot so, of singles. Yeah. It's a, lot of, it, a lot of singles. It is. But it's the, the great thing is we've provided a low barrier to entry mm-hmm. for people getting into fitness. Yeah. Because actually the mission of Random Tuesday is actually to – um, create global communities of fans that want to improve themselves and the world. And so it's our focus is to harness the power of fandom, to motivate geeks to be more physically active. Geeks are notoriously sedentary. We spend a lot of time in front of computers yeah. and on couches watching our favorite shows. And a little physical movement makes a huge difference in your health and happiness. And so motivating fans to get active we motivate them through the shiny shiny bling mm-hmm. we motivate them through the communities that we've created um, online on social media but then we also motivate them with the charities that we select to support and so someone may say well you know i'm not going to go up and go run around the block for my own self but for pancreatic cancer research because it took my my grandfather or it took my uncle or Alan. Or it took mm-hmm. Alan Rickman, yeah. my half-blood prince. I'm going to get up and move and sign up for this event. And then they do it once, and then they get the medal, and they, they see the community, and they go, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because this is fun. Well, and the cool thing about it is that anyone can do it. Um, you know, we're on the audio portion now, but, um, you know, to look at Brian and I, you know, I'm – you know, almost 45 years old. I am short. I am overweight. I am like our typical, like I am our demographic. Um, and at this point right now, because I've been spending way too much time in front of my computer and not actually doing what we do, um, I've become very sedentary. But I can do our events because we can do it one mile at a time. So even if you're overweight and you're not motivated and you're like, but I just, I need to get up and I need to get moving, I can't do a 5K. But yeah, you can because you can do a K a day or you can do as, you know, whatever you can do. Push yourself a little bit more each day until you earn your medal. We don't require you to prove it. We don't require that you have to run it. You know, we call them running clubs, but that's just because, you know, the longer names of walking and biking and strolling and skipping and sashaying is too long. Forward movement club sounds like we need a good BM. Exactly. That doesn't work. Um, and so they're open to anyone, and it's all on the honor system. So you get out there, you get your medal, and you, you earn it however you want to do it on your own terms. I think that's something that I remember from our lunch, and we talked about this at length, 
you probably don't remember, but I remember because I have my notes. But uh, <laughs> we talked about, um, you know, the whole honor system and like who cares about the awards and, you know, everyone's a winner, you know. And I think that's so powerful, though, Dawn, what you just said. And I remember when we first got involved, it was like, hey, you could do a mile a day or you could go to your mailbox every day. Mm -hmm. And that's your if it's 100 meters or 100 yards to your mailbox or count it up, count it up, you know, and get it done. And I, I thought that was just so powerful and made so much sense. Like if we're trying to empower people in a positive way and get people active like it and to have that meaning, it's just so to me, it's the science behind it. And as I always say, there's not ro- it's not rocket science. Like we're not trying to, you know, trust me, I know it's not get Elon Musk to Mars, <laughs> um, but there is a science to it. And I think that's just so cool and so fascinating to me. And uh, thank you guys for doing that, because I think you, you, I've been blessed for our listeners at home to be at you know, the holiday party and to meet a lot of these people that are involved in your community that you guys have created. And they're all normal people. They're mm-hmm. all really cool people. They are. I don't know about normal, well, but no, they are no, all normal, really cool people. Our Yule Ball is amazing. Yeah, our Yule Ball is a really cool group of people. It's a really yeah. cool, it is a really cool group of people. And I apologize. My, my comment about my the rocket scientist, like, oh, I know. My degree is actually in rocket science. And that's where I started. And now I run a a charity, a, a charity, charity that's geeky themed, geeky yeah. and lying yeah. and my father, movement. my father's like, oh, so where did all that money for college go? Okay, great, awesome. So you can use the term, it is rocket science because mm-hmm. you are a rocket actually, scientist. I actually know what it is. I never practice, but non-practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a non-practicing rocket science. I never Maybe went in. the it. next time you come, we'll have to buy. I've been dying to do this. Is like those self-propelled rockets. And if we have a rocket scientist, we can say. No, he will blow the place up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they shoot yeah. those, those lunar, those those rockets. They stand like this tall and you can launch them up in the air. Yeah, because they're propelled by water or, yeah, by air or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or those dynamite. I, yeah, yeah, you don't want to so much using the black powder. That's not no. so much. No, yeah, black no. powder. Well, yeah, well, yeah. We have a big Some, Someone will end up with the nickname Lefty no. at the end of it. It's just put a very How long wick. How about you just <laughs> stick with virtual running? And, I'm very good at um, it. Oh, but. Um, yeah. No, there are communities. I do, want to, I do want to talk about the communities. For those who are listening, uh, if, you, if you are, if you've not been willing to admit your geekiness, to the rest of the universe. There is a place for you. Mm-hmm. You can come and be with like-minded geeks um, in, in a safe space, welcoming space. It really is the happiest place on it the internet. It really is. Um, we, have, we have some basic rules uh, in our communities. No politics, no religion, and no hate. Um, and hence, there's really not a lot of fighting. There's some drama. There's of course, there's drama. It's fascinating if we take those three things out of the world. Take those three things, how quickly everyone just gets change. along. And, and we, we get stuff done. And we get stuff done. Mm-hmm. We talk about Harry Potter and, and or Doctor Who or Gilmore Girls or whatever the group is. And we talk about fitness. And we talk about our, our highs and our lows, our ups or downs. But we actually have some folks. Um, we actually have, uh, I don't know if she's still active or not, but we actually at one point had a federal court judge. Who could not? She had, she had an anonymous name on Facebook because she couldn't be because she couldn't because mm-hmm. she you know people in prison have access to the internet yeah um, but she couldn't admit that she was a big Potterhead and that she loved geeky things because her professional community would not yeah except so she had kind of a um, a, 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 a very life. a very blank <laughs> Facebook profile yeah. that didn't have her name it had like a middle name and a, a last initial or something like that and but she was in our groups and 
But yeah, she was a federal court judge. I I think that's something that, uh, I mean, seeing my children grow up in this world of Harry Potter and to to stay on that for just a second in this conversation, I I think it's so fascinating when we originally did the first Half-Blood Prince and, you know, where we've evolved and you meet people, but then you see the scope of adults that are into Mm -hmm. it. It's just so fascinating. I think in the first hour we talked about, you know, the crossover for our community of people that got involved with us, but then when we announced the second race just recently, the Stage 5 Clinger, like how alumni Angela and Kathleen <coughs> and we have Liz here that works for both of us while she mm-hmm. volunteers here and works for you guys. So it's just so fascinating to me just like how, you know, you're saying this federal judge, you know, <laughs> she loved the Potter world but, you know, couldn't really come out publicly because yeah. of her job. But it's fascinating to me. Like I always thought it was like – our kids were reading the books, we're watching the movies, and I enjoyed the movies, and I, I never read the book. I, maybe okay. eventually I'll get to the books. Half blood. Heard they're amazing. So yeah, we just we just threw we just yeah, threw fandom like a, shade, which a, which which is not appropriate. We threw shame. some fandom shade. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm out. I don't know what the half blood thing is, but no. <laughs> if you if you've seen the movies and read all the books, you're a pure blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you've done only I've half all, I've one only, or the I've other, I've only read the, I've only uh, watched the movies. Only watched the movies. That makes you half blood, which kind of is in line with. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, kind of fits. Kind of fits. Kind of fits. But so it's just so fascinating to me that the reach that this club has had and the benefits that it had for us. And I think seeing it the second time, and I was like, oh my God, like that day, I didn't post anything to social media. I got tagged in like nine people like that were tagging me <laughs> when we when you guys made the announcement. And I was trying to be on the on the hush hush. On the DL, on, yeah. And I know you had said like, hey, on Friday we're gonna announce it. And then I was like, all right, cool, I'll now we'll do it on Monday. But like by Friday, I think it was like Friday at two o'clock or something, yeah, like right, some yeah. random hour. Yeah. Um by like five o'clock, people had already known. Like the cat was out of the bag really yeah. quick. We are constantly underestimated. Um, you know, we try to warn people. Um, you know, when we're especially like doing something online, launching something and, you know, we'll, we'll tell them, all right, beef up your servers, get, you know, get ready for this. And they're like, oh, you're just a silly little, Uh, you know, Potter themed running club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have crashed so many servers, um, because our people are so enthusiastic that they just, they jump on it immediately. And yeah, we've, we've crashed many a server and caught many charity partners off guard because they're like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just, it's just a silly little ritual thing. And they're like, holy, where, where did, did you these all come people from? come from? And yeah. we, it, it coined a term, we coined a term that, that something has been HRC'd or herked. Mm-hmm. And now that we've changed to Potterhead Running Club, it's, uh, you, 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 just got, you just got furked. You just got furked. That is furking crazy. Um, and um, you got furked up. Um, there's there's a lot of fun with that. Um, That's a good one. And so yeah, we're having a lot of we're having a lot of fun with the the PHRC um, new moniker there. But it is underestimated. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's we are underestimated. Then we show up with the you know the goods. So question for both of you guys. Let's play make believe crystal ball, whatever you want to call it. Where do you see you guys in five years? I, we have all of the fandoms. <laughs> all the fandoms shall be mine, except for things that are owned by Disney. Um, <laughs> they are listening. <laughs> the, 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 
They'll shut us down. To, every, to everything you've ever said. They're yeah. listening. Yes. Um, I love you, Disney. I, um, I really do love Disney. We love the mouse. I love the mouse. I love... Yeah, oh, yeah. We go, to, we go to Disney World I think it's all fa- the time. I think it's from a business model, not to harp on Disney and give them... I think they are some of the smartest people oh, yeah. in the world. <laughs> from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget the mouse. Forget the mouse. Mm-hmm. And Just the Avengers business. and everything else. But from a pure business practicality and what they do and how they They're move genius. People, yeah. Well, do you see the, the re- yeah. they're re-releasing Lion King in live action? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this now? Oh, let's see. Everyone who saw the original now has children. Yeah. Like they're they, they've got the, they've, they've yeah. got the rights to it, and they they guarantee themselves you know five hundred million dollar you know gross receipts without easy. breaking a sweat. Easy, easy. So um, five years. go back five so, years. So you know honestly. It's not a matter of I have some I have some plans and some strategic goals that I actually don't I'm not really comfortable like telling the world about just yet. Um, for me, it's it's growth, but like sustainable growth. Um, we had such a dramatic rise that came out of nowhere um, that it really caught us off guard. And now we're finally at a point where we're kind of we're we're stabling out, um, not stalling, but we're you know we're flattening, we're stable, and now we get the chance to actually stop and think about what we're doing in the direction that we're going. And so I'm not exactly sure what the next five years looks like. I want to still be doing this, whether or not you know it's to a larger audience. Or whether you know it's depth or breadth, I'm not sure. But so hopefully we'll keep doing this and raising more money and bringing more people in. Yeah, I would love to see the the concept of virtual running become more wild, wild, widely, widely. I couldn't get that word out <laughs> of my mouth. Um, more widely known, um, and for us to be the the recognized, you know, industry leader in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are the we're the we're the largest. If you look at Metal volume registrations on Facebook presence and things like that, um, but to be recognized and people more people know about virtual running and the benefits of it, and the mm-hmm. fact that you can get out there and do it any way you want, um, and then also, but just to be known as to have the general populace know what the power of fandom can mm-hmm. do, um, and the thing is, people are unconsciously or subconsciously—I don't know which one is the right word in this case. Uh, aware of it, sports teams are so ubiquitous. Yeah. I mean, you 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 see a Patriots logo, and you <coughs> on you, know, you immediately associate that with awesomeness, and and winning Super Bowls. Please, um, hint hint <laughs> hint hint. Please win. Um, eh, Rams, you're good too. It's all good. But you but you but you recognize sports teams, and so sports culture is fandom. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is, that's the macho fandom. That is the one that is socially acceptable. It's not so socially acceptable to be a big Potterhead geek into Doctor Who, to, to dress up cosplay. People point and laugh at cosplayers at fan conventions. Look at that dork dressing up and painting himself blue and red and white. Wait, no, that's anyway. a Patriots fan yeah. at Foxborough. You know, um, and he's standing out in twenty in negative twenty degree weather. A football fan wearing his his or her favorite player's jersey is no different than your average cosplayer. Um, you know, they just get to blend in more. 
Um, and so bringing fandom more to the mainstream, allowing people to be themselves and not feel like they have to hide their geekiness um, would be amazing. It's, and it's we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And, you know, not everyone loves the sports ball. We get Not everyone loves the sports ball. I Football and baseball, big fan. But it's... The, but the geekdom is, again, it's something that you kind of have to keep on the down low. So is geek, you, is that a, um, that phrase, geek, is that a bad term nope. to use? Or is that uh, acceptable? We're, 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 taking owner, we're, taking, we're taking ownership of the word because it is, a common phrase now is, oh, you know, we, we, told, we had a geek out session. We were geeking out about it. Yeah. And now you even hear that in terms of when people Business are talking planning. about cars. Yeah. You know, we had a geek out session about you know you know engines you know yeah and a geek out session about my car you know this car club and we had a geek out session or now people are geeking out over various I, work processes i used it in the first hour mm-hmm. talking about the science mm-hmm. like we right. could geek out about like all these projects and so. so that terms it's when we were young in the 80s geek dork dweeb nerd mm-hmm. four different words each actually talking about a different type of human yeah. Um, there's a whole Venn diagram, um, but we won't get into that. You could geek out about it, but those were used as derogatory terms. Yeah. But the reality is that now, when you geek out about something, it's just that you're pa- it means that you're passionate. Well, it's become a- it's become synonymous with passionate. The Geek Squad from Best Buy. I Geek think, Squad, you know, which is well, like but, known for people that are intelligent to fix your computers when you have. So, but even that started out as a derogatory yeah. term. That started out as here's our nerds with pocket protectors and white yeah, shirts true. and black ties, and that was actually the uniform they had to wear. They had to wear a pocket protector yeah. and a white shirt and a black tie when they showed up. Yeah. Um, so because we're going to send that. a geek yeah. to your house, this is this is a nerd, someone you wouldn't want to socialize with, but he can fix your computer. He can fix your computer, your audio, visual, hook everything yeah. up. But it has a, it has really evolved over the last ten years, and really that comes down to thank you Disney Avengers, mm. comic book characters, the things that the subculture used to geek out about when I was a kid. Oh, it's mainstream. It is now absolutely mm-hmm. mainstream. Captain Mar- I read comic books on the down low when I was 15, 16 years old. It was not popular. It was not cool. Especially in Nebraska. And especially in Nebraska. Man, why aren't you playing football? Yeah. You know, why aren't you playing a sport? Because I'm not good at it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't have the athletic skills. <coughs> um, but so those things that I used to hide from others when I was a kid are now the thing that makes the most money. The corporations figured out that geeks buy stuff, and they go to movies, they buy movie tickets. And they have money. And they have mm-hmm. money because, oh, guess what? They went into science and technology, and now yeah. they run all the computer companies. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the geeks shall inherit the earth. It's in well, the book. we had a survivor, uh, Liam Holt, who was on our uh, podcast, and he goes to Comic-Con every year, and he said, he's like, I, I'm a big Marvel geek, and I love this, and I go to Comic-Con, and I... He goes to the one in Rhode Island and he gets backstage. He's got friends, but he owns his own technology company, manufacturing company. Like he does very well for himself. So I I think the other thing that's happened too is, I mean, I look at it from a parent and you guys have a child Mm -hmm. as well. 
you look at role models, right? And you look at sports and you brought up the Patriots, but not too long ago, there was a Patriot that was arrested for murder. Yeah. Right? And that's just one player, right? And I'm not picking on the Patriots, but you look at the but, whole but professional you, but you look around sports, sports, professional sports across steroids in the baseball. You know, mm-hmm. we just had a, uh, someone on the podcast talking about the steroid scandal and all this other stuff. So, like, I think it's actually awesome because, like, for me, seeing my younger son being into books, like, I always said as a parent, like, telling my child to go to bed at night and knowing that he is constantly reading his books and not playing video games or, you know, not doing something else that's not beneficial, but actually reading books. And most of the time it was Harry Potter. I'm like, how can I say go to bed? Like, that's actually a really cool thing. (laughs) That's really cool. And when you talk about role models, who do you, Harry Potter was an orphan living with horrible, horrible people, horrible people in a cupboard under the stairs. And we all dream of that moment when we are told, actually, you are special. special. Yeah. You're just the average, you're just an average kid, but guess what? You're special and you are chosen. And that appeals to all of us. But then how he dealt with that and how he didn't become a jerk and how he, you know, yeah. he had some jerky moments because he was a teenager, but he stayed on the good path. And that is, you know, it's the hero's tale. Yeah. <clears throat> it's an old trope, but it is, that is a role model that we can look to, that our children can look to, that we look to when we were reading the books, as opposed to this guy who can run really fast or jump really high or catch a ball or throw a ball, who, by the way, may have some questionable finances and some relationships that are not so good and drug use. And then your heroes fall and then... And that's really hard when your heroes fall. Yeah. Um, and geeks have some pretty awesome role models to look at um, that are maybe better than the sports ball ones. That's a debate we could have. But you guys have created this community to give people the opportunity to come together and talk about something that they are super passionate mm-hmm. about. Yep. I've seen that firsthand by like going to the ball and being involved with you guys. And so I, I think that's really fascinating to me. And I, I just wrote something down here as we're taking, as I was taking notes, is accepting of who people really are. And in this day and age, with community and, and mm-hmm. as life as a whole, accepting people for who they are, regardless of whatever their orientation is or whatever they mm-hmm. believe in, but accepting them for that aspect. And that I think has allowed people, like, hey, you love Harry Potter and you love being physically. You know, getting active and in the positivity of that is just so awesome. So it's just kudos to you guys for having the initiative and also the gumption or the gall or whatever, the the coyones to actually <laughs> do this. Because I know it wasn't probably easy at times. Well, that, le- that, that, that leap from active duty, security, yeah. standard paycheck every month, you know what it's going to be to... <gasps> Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, here we go. It still is terrifying. Yeah, it still is terrifying yeah. at times. Yeah. But the, the beautiful thing about fandom, the great connective thing about fandom, is, especially when it deal with fitness, is when you talk about people who are super active, they've been doing races for a while, they do live events, they do 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons, halves, and then you have the novice who is literally trying to just get around the block for the first mm-hmm. time. That person... They're overweight, they're out of shape, and they would be mortified to walk into a running store to get fitted for running shoes Mm -hmm. or to ask questions about hydration or sports bras or plantar fasciitis or any of these things, and they don't even know where to begin. But they're a Hufflepuff. And that experienced 
runner or walker or cyclist is also a Hufflepuff. And so they're hanging out in the Hufflepuff common room, PHRC Hufflepuff common room on Facebook. Um, and plug, plug shameless. And they, you know, and they, and now this novice can post a question in there and say, Hey guys, I have a pain in my foot and I don't know what this is. I've just started walking and I, I, I what is this? The experienced person goes, that's plantar fasciitis, and here's how you stretch, and here's how you oh, That's you work a horrible that example, because we do not give medical <coughs> advice on our patients, no, it's, and you we, need any advice, any advice given, <laughs> Any advice given is not from a doctor. No, what do you guys do about hydration? What do you guys do about sports bras? Do you guys have good, uh, you know, good suggestions? What on, do you recommend? Uh, what do you recommend on Garmin watches? I, I'm getting chafing here. What do I do? Body glide. It's your best friend. Um, and so they're able to have these conversations so that the experienced person who's just, they're on the same journey. They're on the same path. They're just at different mile markers. Yeah. And the, the more experienced ones just farther on down the road. But we're on the same path. We're on the same journey. And so they can, we can, again, no barriers to entry. Everyone come along. But what connects them, those two people may not in the real world may have ever met or if they had met, they may not have been friends. friends yeah. But they're both Hufflepuffs. And now, and they now, they're, now they're global best friends. friends. Now. Yeah. It's so cool. And I, we have, we don't have our first <coughs> engagement yet, but we do have our first couple that have coupled up. Well, um, we a, yeah. Um, but friends that, you know, live in Australia and Germany and the United States and actually physically travel to meet up to, so cool. yeah. They would have never met each other otherwise. Wait, at the ball, I remember there were people that oh, traveled to the from ball from Germany yeah, and Australia and yeah, yeah. partners, and it was so fascinating to me. And so I, I go back to that experience for me personally, and I was just like, wow, this is pretty special. And what you guys have done to create a community and bring people together with a light interest is just fascinating and awesome. And you know, it's just, I think. When you're able to do that in a positive way and you peel back the layers and look at what you guys have done for so many other charities, not just Project Purple, um, you know, I'll, you know, I'm not going to be selfish here and say, you know, for us, but <laughs> it's all for Project it's Purple. It's all for Project you Purple. You are the record holder. I know we are the record holder. Yeah. For the audience listening at home. And you want to <laughs> be again. We want to be again. Um, but I, I just think it's so fascinating. And, and, you know, going back to the very beginning of why this started to do something for the right reason to impact people in a positive way has been uh, amazing that you guys have been able to do this in such a short period of time. So last question, well, second to last question. The penultimate question. The ultimate, oh. Penultimate. You guys have done this before, I take it. (laughs) No, we're just just giant nerds nerds that know what the word penultimate means. So was there one thing through this journey that you would do differently? That's question number one. I don't know if I can say that on. <laughs> no, I have. Oh, I have. I no. Honestly, if we, if we had something to do different, um, it would have been bringing Dawn in and her in her um, creative talents at the very beginning. So, the, if you look back at our past events and you look at 2014 and 2015, and you're like, "Wow, those medals are nice," but. They really suck in comparison <laughs> to everything after. Uh, and that's because Brian was designing them with assistance from our metal company. Uh, so I would send an idea. They would try to figure out what was in my brain. 
I'm trying to just draw something on a, a, a piece of paper or you know try to put it together with PowerPoint, which is not a graphics program. Um, and and yeah, eventually after six, seven, eight, nine, ten iterations, we'd get it to something that we okay, we've tweaked it to death, and now it's something that's decent. Dawn designs it herself. She designs. She sends it in. Maybe there's one tweak, one. You know, maybe there's a version two, maybe a version three, and it's done. Um, if anything to dif- different, it would have been bringing Dawn in sooner on that. She is the only artist in the world that works in her medium. Her medium is a three-inch canvas made out of metal. With the metals. And she yeah. makes wearable art. And she's the only one on the planet that does it like we do it. And it's a very unique skill set. And so, yeah, if anything to change, it would be bringing Dawn in earlier on that because then the 2014 and 2015 medals would have been even better <laughs> you know i don't actually don't have any you know there was a, one thing that initially jumped to mind but and then i thought a little bit more about it you can't legally say it <laughs> no it's not even that i i that, that's kind of like regrets and i don't have those yeah. because everything that we've been through the mistakes that we've made the missteps um have made us who we are had we not made those mistakes, would we be where we are? Would we be who we are? Would we be better? Would we be, we be worse? I don't know. We can't say. Um, and so even the the crappy stuff that we've gone through, I'd still go through it because that got us to where we are right, right now. Yeah. So you've learned from those mistakes mm-hmm. and move forward instead of going backwards, which yep. is important. So last question, mm-hmm. and I'll ask both of you guys this question. What is the greatest gift that you've either bought for yourself or received from someone else that has cost you the least? And there's no right or wrong to this, but this is our last question. It immediately jumped to my mind literally last night. My wife gave me an ice pack. (laughs) <laughs> now this sounds really that sounds really that sounds that sounds bad i have been dealing with a busted f- right foot for two weeks and, I've been, and it's fine during the day when i get to the night it, i need icing uh she found an old school 1950s ice rubber pack. Like ice pack bag that, with the, like, with the thing oh, which they don't even freaking make, make, make them, them anymore, anymore. No. her grandmother i had it from my grandma had it it's still it's in the original, original box from walgreens and it's it was still in the original box with the original price tag. She paid six dollars and forty nine cents for it. Like this is like nineteen sixty nine seventy. So that was an expensive Back purchase then. then. And it's still in the box, and it has never been used. I and I will be using it, this, it till tonight. Tonight, will, when when my foot starts to get sore again after Those a day of walking best, around, because yeah. like I use a Ziploc bag and they get sweat mm-hmm. or they leak. Yeah, and so that cost Dawn nothing. And it was extremely thoughtful. She came across it as we were unpacking. And so that was the first one that came to my mind. I suck at these things because I, I always remember things too late. Um, a gift. I don't know. I've gotten. So it's a gift you've given or received? Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I go with the ice pack? No. Um, <laughs> I can't think of. Uh, that costs the know. least amount of money. Yeah. I'm really expensive. So I have really expensive tastes. Um, I don't know. My daughter actually is the first thing that jumped on my mind, although she is not inexpensive. Um, Kids are expensive. She's very expensive. expensive. Um, She just amazes me like every day. Uh, She's 12, almost 13. 
and her ability to just so thoroughly be herself um, mystifies me Um, because she's she's a goofball she's a weird kid but she owns it and I like to think that you know I had a hand in that you know that she didn't just magically come out as like I'm this weird kid I own it like I had you know we helped to make her be as confident as she is and God, if I had half the balls that she has at her age, I could have conquered the world. I can't wait to see what she does. Yeah, she she cool. she literally gives zero Fs. Yeah. What people think. It's good. Like, it's good. This is me. Here I am. You can like it or not. So there, there's a gift that costs people nothing that I have given to the world because she's all me. She's very little him. And I gave her really? to the world. She can math. She, she can, can math. She can math. Love it. And she is now into Dungeons and Dragons. Love it. Love it. The last question or answer from you guys is mm-hmm. what's the best place for our audience listening at home to get involved and learn more about all the great things that you guys are doing? Because I know there's a bunch of fandoms and it's mm-hmm. not just Potterhead Running Club, but there's other groups that someone may like. More than Harry Potter. It's it's possible to like something more than Harry Potter. I don't know how. Like Doctor Who. Like Doctor Who or the Gilmore Girls. Oh, no, you can go to fanthropy.org. So fanthropy. um, Spell that for us. F-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. And that'll get you to all the fandoms. And then, yeah, that'll direct you. And it'll give you an idea of what a virtual run is, how it works. Uh, There's a little bit of a primer, a little one-on-one there. Um, but then you can, if you wanted to go direct, it's like, nope, it, I already know it's Harry Potter, and I want to support Project Purple specifically in the Stage 5 Cl- K Clinger, potterheadrunning.org, uh, or find us on Facebook, um, uh, Potterhead Running Club. Uh, you can find us there. If you want to come be part of the community, you can dig in from there. There's a lot to dig into. Fair warning, once you do, it can become all-consuming. Yeah. This is true. And you guys are on Twitter, on Instagram, Instagram. Facebook. Um, last thing I'll say, it's awesome to see the people from all over the world on Twitter, which is really cool. I don't see as much on on Instagram, um, but maybe just because of the Twitter feed, the way it works. But uh, there was just someone the other day who completed their run, I think, in Germany, uh, yeah. which was really cool. So On our suggested run days, uh, we'll have three to 4,000 people complete the event in 15 different time zones yeah. mm-hmm. on the same day. So we're running so together, cool. but separately. So for our listeners at home that live in another country or in another time zone, this is not just North America. This is worldwide, this is global. And we'll ship, we can ship anywhere that USPS ships ships awesome yep. so awesome. well thank you guys thank you for your partnership and being part of what we do here at project purple it's always a pleasure to work with you guys and as we say that's a wrap yeah.